this is not a movie about the church. It's not a movie about the formation of the church. It's not a movie about teaching us events. It's a movie about these three men and how all of these events impacted them and why they believe and why they were to their dying day decreed and declared that they experienced these things. And I think it, that it's very interesting because people people keep asking me, will, will people who aren't members of uh, your faith appreciate it? And for that reason, I would say absolutely, that they can watch it. And again, like you said, it is, if you're trying to follow, well, this event's that, this event's that, it can be like drinking from a fire hose. But if, if you're thinking about it, and if you're really just on this emotional journey of following these men from not knowing anything to I think I believe to I believe to okay now there's a problem I still believe but you know you know but there's there's issues that's the journey and we get to see these men experience those emotions and we feel those emotions with them and whether or not we identify with the church we can identify with these men and their their convictions and like Paul said they believe what they saw and that comes across really well and so i think that that kind of simplifies all the all the church history stuff and it it, it really does have a heart of faith and belief and that is much easier to follow the film witnesses is in the theaters now why you should go see it. Why you should go see it? Well, I mean, you'll hear the interview and then you'll be intrigued and interested and, and want to go and do it. But also going on opening uh, week, you know, from that first opening day to the next week, it matters. Uh, maybe you already saw it this opening weekend. Well, certainly some of you did because it was the number 10 box office draw over the weekend. It's very important that uh, you patronize these films. Go spend your money. Get out to the theater. Get yourself the popcorn and sit down and see this great story. Had an awesome time being able to share this interview with you. If you follow the Cultural Hall on Facebook, you already saw the video. In fact, I encourage you to not only listen to this, but also go see the video. Uh, great interaction between the four of us. I hope you enjoy this episode of the Cultural Hall. It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. Uh, could it be more timely? Answer, no. Uh, we're talking with several actors from the film Witnesses, which I have to think, I, or I have to tell you guys, originally when I saw just the title, I thought we were going to talk about men and women going door to door, various, uh, you know, dressed up clothing. Like, I thought it was a whole different religious sect. It's not. It is Witnesses to the Book of Mormon of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Uh Coming back, it's a second episode of the Cultural Hall. Uh, I'll introduce you to Lincoln Hoppe, or as he has insisted, it's Hope now. Uh, he was back on September uh, the 14th of 2012 was when he was last here in the Cultural Hall. Crazy 2012. Wow. Almost a decade ago. Uh, welcome back. Uh, playing the part of the older David Whitmer in the film Witnesses, we've got Paul Kandarian. How you doing? And uh, Michael Zucola. He plays the younger and more handsome, and those that are Patreon saints who are able to see this video uh, are like, yeah, he is more handsome than the older David I mean, uh, it's David just Whitmer. what it is. It's just what it is. I, right. you know. It's very subjective. Yeah. Mark <laughs> Goodman casted this perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so Paul plays the, uh, the, the Whitmer that's been beaten down by life, had a hard life, had a, a rough go of it. So, of course, Michael, you would... You know, that be that fresher face, that younger, youthful uh, sort of existence. All right. I need to ask you guys each, how how did you get involved in this project, Witnesses? And I think we'll start in the order that I introduced everyone. So first to you, Lincoln. Uh, so I was c contacted by a casting director named uh, Raz Sulam Haq, who's sadly no longer with us. She passed away just last year and uh, just a wonderful person. And she said, hey, I've got this thing you might want to audition for. Uh, and so I said, sure. And basically they sent me over a script and I was like, oh, wow, this is Martin Harris. That's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. And I taped an audition from my home and sent it in. And uh, it was very quick. I think everybody else was cast before I was. Um, I, I, I may have been a last minute change or something like that. 
But uh, even the scene that I auditioned for was just beautifully written. And so I, I knew almost almost instantly it was something I wanted to do. But uh, and two weeks later, I was in Canada on set. So it was a very quick, very quick turnaround for me. Actually, actually, it was a week later after all the all the finalizations were made. And, th- and that's not particularly common. Normally, it's months into years from casting into actual shooting. For a lead in a film or, or a role that's that's one of the leads, yes, usually you would have a, quite a bit more time uh, to be able to prepare and make arrangements and all that stuff. But, I mean, it just turned out perfectly. Right, so, right. And, and, and so being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, you certainly know the story around Martin Harris and his involvement when we're talking about with witnesses. Um, when people have embodied other historical figures, I know that there's some sort of hesitation uh, typically with the actors who are going to play them. Was there any hesitation for you to be like, nah, I don't know, Martin Harris, maybe I could be a cowdery, but I felt like Harris, what? The only reservation I had was I wasn't sure how I was going to look in that chin strap beard. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was, you know, uh, you know, and Michael and I were talking earlier that as actors, when we play a role, we're we're finding out about this character. We we take what we know, we take what we research, we take what we learn when we're playing a real life character. But then in the end, we're also merging that with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And what we already know. And so for me, it was like, it was like, this is a beautiful opportunity to kind of get to know this character from church history from a different perspective, but also to add myself to it, to, to have his experiences become part of experiences and help that help me bring it to the green in that way, because you can't, you just can't drop yourself entirely and take on a character. In the end, an actor is always bringing a percentage of themselves. For some roles, it may be smaller. For some roles, it may be bigger. But we're always bringing a percentage of ourself to the role. And I was, I was just um, really intrigued to see what that combination would look like. So, so yeah, I was, I was all in, and uh, and very pleased with the way it turned out. It, it's a beautiful. Listen, beautiful- you're jumping ahead, pal. I'm sure that it's great. Keep it right there. I want to know about how we got on board. Uh, let's go to Paul. Paul, let me ask you, uh, you you hear about this Witnesses film. How did you hear about it, and what was your approach to this whole thing? Uh, I heard about it through my agent, Andrew Wilson, uh, in Boston. Uh, we got the audition notice and auditioned up at, uh, with Melissa Paradise. She was the casting director in the Boston area. And I, I knew nothing of uh, the Church of Latter-day Saints. I knew nothing about... Uh, um, uh, Whitmer, David Whitmer, my, uh, my character. I looked at it a little bit. Um, the audition went great. I think we got a call back. And then I got the part and I figured, you know what? I'm just going to go. I'm going to listen to the director tell me what to do. And mm-hmm. I did. And, and uh, Mark's a terrific director. And obviously he knows the story inside out. <clears throat> the first day we shot, I got there the night before. I got to the hotel in Canada. And um, Mark came down. Uh, I was having breakfast. And he just very, you know, Mark's a very calm, methodical guy. He explained the the character to me, the film, you know, what it's all about. And that's, and that's really all I needed just mm-hmm. to hear from him and, and follow his lead throughout. Um, it, so that's it. That, that was the basic process. And it, 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 it was just fun. It was fun to do. It was a, it was a really interesting character. Uh, the more I got into him, the more I liked this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm reminded, and I wish I could remember uh, uh, the famous actor, but uh, there, there's a guy who sort of he gets into his process, right? Because everybody, whenever they're being interviewed, sort of gets these questions. And, and he's like, how did I know what to say? It was written down in a script. How did Ian I know? McKellen. That's yeah, the extras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Extras. Ian McKellen. How, how did extras. I know where yeah. to stand? Yeah. They told me. They told me. All on the page. Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, That's yeah. pretty much it, yeah. Was you it, shall not pass. Answer, answer, Yeah, <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> but to that point, is was there any sort of? I mean, you you mentioned kind of from from the uh, coming on to this project, you didn't know uh, a terrible lot about the Latter Day Saints. Uh, yeah. Any sort of hesitation? Uh, any sort of thought of like, wow, I don't know who this guy is. I better research this before I commit. Or is it just kind of like a this will be a great character experience? We'll see what happens. That's it. I'll start. I'm a writer in real life. Um, I love stories. I love telling stories, people's stories, interpreting their stories to put on paper that you know I can tell what they're they're all about. 
And so I like this story. It was a great story. I mean, the, the history is fascinating uh, of the church and how this all happened. But, you know, I didn't know that much about it, but I looked at it. Um, and so, yeah, I just came to, to like it. I like it. And I like the character and I like the that was my process. Just opening my ears just in, in, in mind just enough to let enough in so I could form my own interpretation of it. And, uh, and with Mark's guidance, of course. So. Sure. So that that's my process. I just kind of go with the flow, man. Just do what I'm told. So let me ask you, Michael. You're the younger embodiment of the character that uh, that Paul played. Is there what was your process like? And then was there collaboration? Because knowing that Paul would be sort of your later iteration, was there collaboration between the two of you? Answer the first question first, obviously. Um, you know, when when I much like Paul, uh, Paul and I are actually part of the same agency, Andrew Wilson. Um, we had Paul and I get cast as father and son quite, quite often, or not in this, uh, younger version, older version. Uh, it happens quite a bit actually. Um, but I, I didn't really know anything about, uh, David Whitmer, who the man was, uh, and my knowledge as far as the LDS, uh, was very minimal. Um, but you know, going into the process again at Melissa Paradise casting, she contacted me and said, I think you'd be great for this role. Come on out. Um, I auditioned. Uh, I got to meet Raz very briefly. Um, you know, God rest her soul. Uh, very, very, very wonderful woman. Very kind. Um, and it was really, uh, I learned, I learned a lot about him in the audition process, like in the actual room. And I found that to be pretty fascinating, just like who he was, what, what his point of view was, or what people thought he was, or how he was in life. Um, and going along with what Lincoln said, you know, I, I tried to bring myself to that. How would Michael react to this? How would how would I react to something that I don't have a lot of knowledge about learning as I go? And um, I, I I tried to bring that to David. Um, Lincoln and I were, were uh, in, on an interview earlier uh, talking about how the, the inspiration that I, I wanted David to have or feel was essentially my own. Mm-hmm. You know, learning, wow, I didn't know this or I didn't know that or this really happened, um, which which is which is incredible. And I, I can't say enough about Mark and Russell and just the cast and crew in general. I mean, Paul, who plays Joseph Smith, um, uh, Caleb and I, who plays Oliver Cowdery, we were shooting in Canada. Paul uh, and, and Caleb and myself had dinner one night and we went on this six mile walk. And the, the amount of knowledge that Paul possesses it at just about the faith itself was, mm-hmm. was profound. And it really was one of those, those walks that uh, it was a true journey. And if I didn't have Paul or, or Mark's openness and just willingness to teach someone who really inherently didn't know a lot about the LDS or David Whitmer himself, I, I really don't think the film would have been what it is and it's it's truly an inspiring film it really is i i really appreciate that perspective uh you know as a member of the faith and and sort of having my preconceived notions even down to what i feel like the individual should look like um but knowing that with fresh eyes and with the the talent and the artisticness maybe that's a word maybe it's not that i like it it is now yeah the artistry, there we go, that's a word uh, that, that that you're able to bring to it going, I'm curious, I want to discover this, I want to sure. feel this, and it's less, uh, I wonder, Lincoln, did you feel that, it, sort of knowing the narrative, uh, knowing at least tangentially about Martin Harris, or you're like, well, I know my wife is b- blacklisted by a lot of members of the church, I know that, you know, there's all these things that you sort of know in and around, do you feel like that was limiting or um, an opportunity to sort of push beyond those boundaries as to the character that you developed in the film? Yeah, it was an interesting experience because in, in a way, um, for those beginning scenes, these guys may have had an advantage and later on, um, uh, I may have had an advantage, but for those first scenes um, where where Martin Harris doesn't, he's not sure. You know, I had to find and discover what that would be like in the, in those circumstances to not be sure and to want that proof and to need something different. So it, it was really it was a great it was a great stretch and a great exercise to to need to. Um, kind of drop everything I knew and, and put that away for a moment 
and really go through these questions of really considering, is it possible that, that jo Joseph Smith is making this up? Or, you know, as a character, I had to, I had to have those doubts. Whereas as a person, you know, I, I, I feel like I don't. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like I have a, a definitely a, a testimony of, of the truth of uh, the Book of Mormon and the things and the way it came to be. And so I had to, I, I just had to put that aside and really, really question that in a childlike and innocent way. So it, it was, it was a wonderful exercise to have to, to have to put myself in that position to be able to tell that part of the story truthfully. Cause that, again, that's one of those parts that's different for me. And I had to explore that and I had to experience that. And I think it, I think it does come across on screen. And so that's, uh, you'll have to tell me, yeah. you know, when you see it. Uh, well, having had the opportunity to tell, to see it, I want you to know that it does very much um, to be able to experience it and to sort of know a little bit of the background of each of you and be like, oh, okay, uh, that's an interesting choice or that's an interesting feeling. And, and would I, and you know, you, you do all these sort of interpretive things when you look with the critical eye, but taking away from a, a, a great viewing experience, I guess, counterpoint to that, uh, what you just said, Lincoln, and I would ask you, uh, Paul and you, Michael, um, it's sort of a fantastical story. I want to be respectful to, uh, the, to you know, it is my faith, but I think that members of our faith were just like, yeah, duh, a 14-year-old boy prayed, and then he saw God, and then he got plates made of gold, which no one can see, but a couple people got to see, and now where are they? They're hidden and gone. Uh, what? What's so fantastical about that? And you guys, minimal amount of knowledge come into this and are like, uh, was there ever a moment where you're just like, nah, nah, hold, hold on here. What are, what, what is this? I'll start with you, Paul. Oh, great. Put it on me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have been blessed with a healthy amount of skepticism on, on many things, uh, religion among them. So um, I'm fascinated by the story. Um, I am completely respectful of the power of conviction that people have because I have my own convictions. I believe what I believe. As David Whitmer, the uh, the Whitmers, uh, David Whitmer did, he just believed it to the very end, and I and I believe what I believe, and I respect other people's beliefs. So, um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a good story. I love a good story, and uh, it's a good story. Yeah. What about you, Michael? I mean, I, I'm really gonna uh, go with what what Paul just said. I, I mean, it, it's and and I'm it, very respectfully like it. But it doesn't it doesn't matter like how what I believe in or how this 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 happened, you know, this this existed um, and it really is profound um, the things that you learn and how it all happened and seeing it. And just I, I, going back to the walk that I took with Paul, he was explaining a lot of so many things to me. And I remember going, do, do you believe that this happened? Do you believe that this happened? And Paul was like, yes, I do. And I think that's more power. It doesn't matter if you did. That is the conviction of your own beliefs is what it services this story. Uh, and, and I think that's the most special thing about it all. Yeah. It, 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 you can you take what you want from it. These yeah. these things happened. It, it happened, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and. It's a beautiful. It's a, it's a beautiful conviction that they right. have, and it's powerful and to believe. Beautiful I've been people. That since the beginning. Yeah, because what it what it what it empowers them to do for other people, that's that's fantastic, and that's it, all it, that matters. It, it's, it, right. It, it doesn't really matter what this individual believes, or this individual, or your faith, or what what is it. These men, these people, this happened to them, and they wanted to just live the best life they could with their with their beliefs and and it, i i believe that it whatever you want to believe in or uh think or know that happened if you if, if this makes you want to be a better person and just live a good life go go with it yeah and stay true to it stay true to it yeah absolutely uh i want to take a break real quick gentlemen and when we come back i want to pick it up right where we left it we'll do that coming back in the second block of the cultural hall <laughs> Hey, this is Dan, the Laptop Man from PC Laptops. Are you experiencing panic attacks, nausea, or diarrhea? Is your computer not turning on? Is it running super slow? 
Is your internet crawling or is it just randomly crashing? You could be suffering from ICS, Irritable Computer Syndrome. I want you to ask yourself, when was the last time you had your PC cleaned? Over time, Windows, updates, spyware, malware, and dangerous viruses will make your computer run like crap. You need to bring in your laptop or desktop PC, no matter what brand it is, and let me run a 100% free virus scan, malware, and spyware scan on your computer. Don't wait and risk losing everything. Now, why are we doing this for free? Because we want to impress you so much that if you or any of your friends or family need a computer, service, or phone repair, you come to PC Laptops first. Get into any one of our locations right now or check us out at PCLaptops.com. PC Laptops, where computers start at $7.99. PC Laptops, we love you. Here in the second block of the Cultural Hall, I would invite you to take just a brief moment and head over to patreon.com forward slash the cultural hall. It is where you get to be a part of the secret but not sacred Facebook group that all of those that are supporters of the Cultural Hall can be a part of. Uh, it's a way you can put your money where your mouth is and be able to help us continue to do great episodes. Also, if you are a patron saint, you get to see the faces of the handsome uh, and gentlemanly, I'm being told, Lincoln. Uh, Paul, he's an old joke. Sorry, you had to be listening in the break to understand what that's all about. And Michael, and we got to meet Michael's girlfriend uh, in the break as well. Uh, encourage you, go to patreon.com forward slash the cultural hall. Now, it's interesting um, knowing the impact uh, within the faith of this particular moment in time, right? It, it essentially takes the onus of it being Joseph Smith's story to share it to other people and all of the adversity that comes uh, f from sharing that witness, right? The title of the film, Witnesses. I, I would be curious, was there any difficult portions for either of you, either whether it was attaching to a character or... Uh, maybe just physical conditions, maybe the COVID, you know, restrictions of filming this thing. What were some adversities that came to each of you uh, as you were filming this? And we're going to go backwards. We'll start with Michael on this one. Um, you know, for me, the, the most difficult thing, um, I, I was hoping that I portrayed this character. I, I, listen, as an actor, you want to, you want to be believable. You want to, you know, we, we've uh, uh, my old professor David Allen George says we're the we're the best liars in the world, and um, you know I I hope that my David or my take on David was honest, um, authentic, and and just that's that's that was really for me coming into this and again being an outsider of the faith, I I wanted to honor him and the faith itself as as best as I could. Um, you know, the COVID restrictions were. Don't don't cough and sneeze on people. I mean, you know, just, it was you know, be a be a courteous and kind person. Um, flying was amazing. I had a whole row to myself. Uh, that was pretty incredible. But um, yeah, I mean, the most difficult part for me was really just hoping that my David Whitmer, uh, you know, was was the David Whitmer that people want to see. I mean, that's 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 truly, and I hope that. I mean, I. My heart beats so fast. Watching the movie, I'm having like anxiety when I'm sitting. I'm like, ah, yeah. you know. But mm -hmm. and and uh, you know, Melissa, she's. I, I I said, don't give me the whole. You're my girlfriend. You're great, babe. You know. But yeah. she was like, oh, it was very good. You know, it was yeah. very good. And and I really hope that. I just hope I honored. I honored the man, David Whitmer. That's really what I hope. I'm going to ask you the same question in a second, Paul, but I want to ask a follow-up question, Michael, uh, where he was, uh, in fact, a real person, someone that you could read his writings of, be able to sure. to to visit places that he may have lived or or had visited or even be able to, you know, chat with descendants uh, of, mm -hmm. of the Whitmer family. Was there any sort of that uh, kind of research and development that, that went into you or were you kind of secondhand? Paul, tell me about Whitmer. Here we go. Equipment walks into <laughs> yeah. a bar. Um, I, the, the one of the most profound moments that I had on set uh, was, and I, 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 if this is a spoiler alert, sorry, but you, you've seen the film. Yeah. In the beginning, when when David's being dragged to the to the um, stage, and you know they're they're being persecuted. Mark looked at me. Mark Goodman looked at me and said, "Oh, this happened. The things that they're saying have been like this. They said these words. This this happens." And, and you sat, you sit there and you go, uh, you know, you always think that when things are based on a true story or they're that no, Mark made it very clear that these were things that were written down, that people documented them, that David Whitmer sat there and said these words. 
And that to me was very like, wow. You, you know, mm-hmm. uh, there was no, we didn't stray from it. This, this event happened, what you're seeing happened. And I mean, that, that's, that, that was really one of the most profound and special moments I think I had on set. And, and, and Mark, Mark's very, Mark's very cool and collected. And he mm-hmm. just sat there and he goes, oh, yeah, no, no, this happened. This happened. <laughs> you know, and I was like, oh, he goes, yeah, no, this, this happened. You know, and I think that was, that was, that was really a, just an, an amazing thing. And, and that's what you try to hold on to. That's what I tried to hold on to. Michael Zicola stepping into David Whitmer's shoes. I tried to always remind myself these things happened. So, Paul, let's talk about a- any sort of adversity, trial, things that you found your way through as you were working on this project. Well, it was, uh, it was funny. I, I flew to Canada and shot for two days and two nights. And the, the biggest adversity was the amount of flies in that barn because it was in a recreated colonial village. Um, I forgot what it's called. Beautiful place, but it's a legit old barn. There was a, a pig having babies in one part of the barn. There was cow and it was horse. And the flies were unbelievable. It was August in Canada. Flies are everywhere. Uh, so we kept having to stop. Maybe doing a, an emotional scene and all the flies like walking up your face. So we had to stop. And at the end, I don't know if you remember at the end when I come walking out to, to, to say goodbye to the reporter, watch him go, fly landed on my head. And, and, and there's an expression in, in, uh, in filmmaking, fix it in post. Uh-huh. You know, it's a famous expression. Whatever goes wrong, yeah, fix it in post. Mark, the night of the screening the other night, Mark said, you know, that when that fly landed on your head, he said, we like that scene so much, we just took it out in post. So, yeah, so that fly got erased uh, magically through the gift of technology. So, I mean, it, it wasn't, I wouldn't call it adversity. It just added to the, to the, the genuineness of the scene that this stuff had, that happened in a barn, you know, a hundred and whatever years ago. So yeah, that was that was the only that was the funny part. That was the only quote unquote adversity. Yeah, the adversity of flies. You yeah. have you have it a certain was... amount of empathy now for the uh, the former vice president of the United States. Yeah. You, you know what that you know what well, that's I would, like. I would I wouldn't say that. <laughs> a lot a lot of horse manure. There was a lot of horse. Oh my manure God! There was so much, but it smelled good. I lo- I grew up in the yeah. In the Paul country. likes that. Paul like it. I grew Paul up in the country. That. He's uh, Michael's just an obnoxious city kid. So. I'm a city but, boy. Yeah. Yeah. But well, I, I, we were we were. Uh, there's a scene where I'm, I'm riding the wagon with two horses, and uh, they were they they went to the bathroom a lot during that ah. that scene. Was that you actually was, driving <laughs> that thing? They let you actually drive. They let you drive the buckboard. Uh, through the gift of technology okay. and, I, right. and stunt doubles, <laughs> and yeah, so te- technically yes. But okay, yeah. Hey, listen, you have to see the movie and figure it out for yourself. Who's asking, Paul? Who's asking? Let's right, go. Yeah, to, yeah. Let's go to you, Lincoln. What about you? As you as you're doing this, any sort of uh, whether they be sort of funny or you know maybe trials uh, on the inner side or you know whatever the thing may be, anything that you would label kind of as adversity in the time of filming this? Yeah, you know, um, the interesting thing is that you know they they portray that scene of Martin Harris coming over to. Joseph Smith and admitting that he's lost the pages. I mean, I've seen four or five different versions of that scene, you know, over the years, like since I was a kid, you know, the ones they shot in the seventies. And, and I, you know, I just wanted to not be bound to any of that, but try to give the truth of the moment. Um, so going in, that was kind of a, that was kind of a challenge, but then the crazy thing was, and this shouldn't be a spoiler for most people, Martin Harris loses the pages. Okay. Oh, <laughs> come on. Spoiled them. But um, changes everything. Sorry. <laughs> so, so I come in and there's like seven people around the table. And I arrived in the morning, like emotionally ready, completely ready to just lose it and be there. And I get there and they, you know, we sit down. And I'm kind of, kind of, trying to stay in that ready state to go. And I'm like, okay, so we're going to, I'm at the head of the table here. We're going to start here and then we're going to go around. So what happened was we shot this scene all day long and I came in ready. And by the time they put the camera on me, we had done it 60, 70 times, you know, four or five times for each actor. And so by the time it came around to me, I was like, I just got nothing. 
<laughs> I have absolutely, I'm tired. Um, I'm, I'm, I won't say upset, but uh, you know, like I, I'm upset that I had it before and I had it for four or five hours and now yeah. I don't. And, you know, I just had to dig down and, and find it and pull it up. And, and I can certainly say that uh, it's all very truthful. You know, my, my frustration in the moment is real. <laughs> um, it worked. You were great. That was a great scene. Great thank, scene. Yeah. Thank you. But, but it didn't come. I've already told Lincoln so many times he's good. I, I, I just, I, yeah. I, can't tell, I can't tell him how good he is anymore. Yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> Otherwise, you won't talk to him for another 10 years like I, I did. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. uh, that it, was definitely a challenge. Well, and I appreciate knowing that story because, you know, you guys will have the opportunity and have already had the opportunity for a lot of people. They're like, ah, oh, tell us about the film. What was great about it? Right. And what I really appreciate about this little bit of a long form and the opportunity that people have to get to know you guys a little bit better and ask some of the questions that maybe other people don't ask is, it, we, we get to know more about you, but that we also get to know some of the behind the scenes stuff, which people just love. Look for the fly. Where's the fly on Paul's head? Did they get it all? Oh, they didn't get that. Oh, they left it there. You know, that kind of. Yeah. And I appreciate the vulnerability, you know, in, in varying levels that you shared about saying, yeah, you know what? It wasn't that hard. Or, yeah, this was incredibly difficult and people can see it. I would be curious. You have all screened the entirety of the film, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I would be curious, this is probably more for, for Michael and Paul, um, one of the things that I have seen pop up uh, a lot online uh, as, as a, a critique of the film is that it's a lot. It is, it's a lot if you are a, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but man, if you don't know about these things, like we make no sort of pause to be like, hey, and this is what this is, and this is what this is. It is, man, here is a whole lot. I hope you, you can get a sip from this fire hose that has just been thrown your way. It is a great story. It is compelling. It, in some ways, it is the foundation of a faith or certainly one of the cornerstones. But as you guys were able to see it as a whole, what, what were kind of the takeaways that maybe you hadn't seen from just enacting your particular character in, in those particular scenes? I'll start with you, Paul. A great question. I just took a note to myself to mention that, that for the first time, I saw the whole story laid out. I mean, I had see, I did my scenes. I know what my scenes were, but to see the whole story enacted in you know linear fashion, it was absolutely fascinating. And you're right, it, it was a lot to take in. I mean, I knew basically what the story was, but a lot of it was like, holy crap, what did that happen? I mean, it was fascinating. Michael and I sat next to each other. We turned to each other every once in a while. I go, damn, this is a really, this is really good. I mean, it's yeah. really so well presented beautifully photographed the music everything was just perfect about this but to take part to watch it as an outsider almost i mean i've seen myself in movies a lot and 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 the best ones are where you just get lost you know forget that you're in it and you just get absorbed by the story and that in this movie totally absorbed me so that that was a wonderful experiencing uh, experience to see the story unfold as if for the first time for me because in many it was the first time i'd never seen it laid out like that in such fashion and it was fascinating and so well done, except for Michael's part. Yeah, well, sure, sure. I yeah. mean, that yeah. a given. Michael, you I, mean, I phoned it in. I phoned it in. Oh, you know, I. Wait, yeah, wait just, 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 to, to, to clarify, Michael and I love each other. We do. We, just, <laughs> we do this all the time. We just. Is that what it is? That what it is? Listen, is it love? listen, it is. father right, and son, father and son. I expect this behavior from oh, the two God, of you. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You 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 it's you're gonna get it, old man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, if he li if he lives long enough to get yeah, it, Michael, if, he, if he lives, I, long I know enough. what hotel room you're in, Paul. We'll figure it out. Um, what about yeah? For but you, going, going along with what Paul said, um, it really yes, it's a lot. It's a lot. I I truly don't think it's um, it's certainly not um, it's it's accessible. You know, it's not so much that you're going what is you know what's going on here the story itself is just really profound and and truly interesting and truly remarkable i mean it really is and there, and there were moments watching this where you know i hope this doesn't make me sound pretentious or anything and i, I truly hope not but there were times where i was like i can't believe that's me on the screen <laughs> you, you, you know like i 
I was like, I look like a young Paul Newman. Um, you know, <laughs> but, you know, it, it, and again, the, 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 as Paul said, just beautifully photographed. I mean, it was really some, there were, there was some, uh, Melissa even said it, how just stunning it looks. And um, if, if anything, that you can take that away from it, just the pure beauty of it and the beauty of the earth at that time. Um, But also the story itself is, is yes, it's a lot, but, but the way Mark and everyone put it together you can follow it easily and you can take what you want to take from it or not take from it. But if anything, I, I really just think you're, you're going to have a great experience. Hmm. So. Hmm. Can I add something here? Too? Yes, please. I love what you guys both said. Uh, that so, so true. Um, and, and for me, I mean, this is not, this is not a movie about the church. It's not a movie about the formation of the church. It's not a movie about, teaching us events. It's a movie about these three men and how all of these events impacted them and why they believe and why they were to their dying day uh, decreed and declared that they experienced these things. And I think that it's very interesting because people people keep asking me, will, will people who aren't members of uh, your faith appreciated. And for that reason, I would say absolutely that they can watch it. And again, like you said, it is, if you're trying to follow, well, this event's that, this event's that, it can be like drinking from a fire hose. Mm-hmm. But if if you're thinking about it, and if you're really just on this emotional journey of following these men from not knowing anything to, I think I believe, to I believe to, okay, now there's a problem. I still believe, but you know, you know, but there's, there's issues. That's the journey. And we get to see these men experience those emotions and we feel those emotions with them. And whether or not we identify with the church, we can identify with these men and their, their convictions. And like Paul said, they believe what they saw. And that comes across really well, and so I think that that kind of simplifies um, all the all the church history stuff, and it, it it really does have a heart of faith and belief, and that is much easier to follow, mm. I would say. If I, can, may I say one thing, and that's the thing what uh, what Lincoln was was talking about. At any moment, these men could go, you know what? No, I didn't. This didn't happen. Okay. I didn't see this. This didn't, I didn't experience. They, they could have at any moment. David Whitmer could have been like, you know what? I didn't, I did this didn't happen, but that never happened to, to his dying breath. And there's a, and I'm paraphrasing the line in the movie, uh, Paul, your scene, uh, the reporter says to you, did you see an angel in the field? And David Whitmer says, as clear as I see you, like, and, and the way Paul delivers that line is very, there's nothing fantastical about it. There's nothing magical about it. I yes, I saw him in a field, Dave just like I'm talking to you. Just convicted, yeah. absolutely. You, you know what I mean? And I think that's what's. It wasn't like yes, he was. No, it was just like yes, I saw him. Yeah. I saw him. Yeah, you know. It like and, William, and you're like rushing a horse. You know, it's like. Wasn't like William Shatner delivered the line. <laughs> right there's there's an angel. There's an angel on the wing. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, uh, it's yeah. it's very it's it's. Yeah, these it's guys so are believable. Special. These guys are believe their beliefs are believable. You just embody right. as Lincoln said, it's the it's the journey of these guys and the power of that conviction that's just so compelling to watch. And I think that's what really, if you're not a member of the church, in, and I'm speaking, you know, from my experiences here, like there were those moments where I would sit there and I'd be on set and I'd be talking to to Paul or 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 Russell or Mark, and I just would be like, this. You did you believe that this ha- this happened? And I'm I'm who am I to take your yeah. belief away? You know what I mean? I, and that mm-hmm. was really inspiring. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 how I existed on set, and it was it was great. It occurs to me that an interesting question that may occur to uh, to people who aren't <laughs> members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints is they may be focused more on well, if these guys really believe this, then why? Like what ha- What was it 
that made them believe this? I mean, that's that's kind of an interesting question that I hadn't thought of until just just now. Uh, I want to take one quick break. Uh, I want to be respectful for your time, but I do have a couple more questions, then we'll wrap this sucker back. Uh, We will do that coming back in the third block of the Cultural Hall. A busy full summer from Best DJ in Utah. Go to bestdjinutah.com. Why, that is me, Richie T, and I would love to be able to play music at your upcoming wedding, or maybe you're having a company party, or maybe you're thinking already for the holiday party. Whatever it is that's on your schedule, you should get the number one highest rated DJ for the state of Utah. Now, I know you're thinking, I don't even live in Utah, Richie. Would you ever do an event in Washington State? Oh, I've already done that before. Would you ever do an event in California? Been there too. How about Louisiana? Uh Uh-huh. Texas? Yes. Point is, uh, you know, you, you throw shekels my way, I'll come to wherever you're at. We could even combine it and make it an episode of the Cultural Hall. Mind blown. If you are in need of a DJ at all or someone in your family is getting married, would like to be able to talk to me, I would love to be able to talk to them. It's bestdjinutah.com. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Here we are in the third block of the Cultural Hall. Remember, if you have any uh, guest suggestions, things that you think that we should be talking about here in the Cultural Hall, would love to hear from you. Our email is contact at theculturalhall.com. You can put guest or topic suggestion uh, or even, hey, I've been reading this book or, you know, I saw this movie. I'd love for you to, ch- to talk to these people. It's contact at the Cultural hall.com so i have to ask uh this again sorry lincoln uh less a question for you although maybe you can speak to it as well um i feel like a faith-based set is probably different um than than a movie set of other types and by that i mean i've heard stories like on lds sets where they have sort of like a a devotional someone will share an inspirational story a moment of hope a scripture even a prayer to be able to do it was there a difference in what you experienced on this set than from other projects that you've worked on start with michael um i mean the, the the honestly the main difference was that the level of just like i and I, I was just speaking about this the sheer level of like kindness um and openness and uh the fact that that i was sort of embraced uh into this and whatever questions i had were answered but and and, and not and they were answered in a way that was uh, it, it was never like, oh, I can't believe you don't know this. We have to educate the kid from Boston about the Mormon faith. You know, it was never anything like that. It was, you know, what what do you want to know? And, you know, and we've all in this industry, we've worked with this person or that person that you either don't want to work with again or you don't, you know, things like that. And I truly, truly mean this from the bottom of my heart. Everyone was so gracious and kind and open that it just that was really something special that 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 i have not really experienced on on other shoots and and i've had great shoots i've had great experiences uh but there were no egos here Mm. there were no uh, truly truly and i mean i'm i'm a loud mouth oh sure we get that when they were when when they were meeting me I'll, I'll say it. I was I was late to set one day. Mark Goodman. I told him he, I I touch upon it one day, and I just remember Mark. He, he opened the door and he was just like, "I'm gonna go to set now." Okay, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And uh, but I, I did. I, I remember being like, "Wow, the wait till they get a load of me, man. This is gonna be crazy." Um, but everyone was. Um, I was really humbled and and really. Um, I just just that that was to me the 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 experience that that I had truly awesome. from from. From casting to the 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 rap, I mean, hands down. What about for, what about for you, Paul? Yeah, pretty much that. I mean, they, again, the, the nicest people. 
And the, 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 the most, the biggest difference between faith-based set and a, and a regular other set, uh, complete lack of F-bombs. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, usually you're on a set, it's F this, F that, and it, it cussing and swearing, there's a lot of, I don't know, it's just, you know, the, the, the mechanics of making a film, it's grinding, it's, it's sometimes painful, people get ticked off in the short patience. This was the, the most even-tempered bunch of folks I've ever seen. It was great. They get a little impatient. Mark, Mark Goodman never was no, never Just cut upset. me off. Go ahead. I had to say <laughs> He was never upset. It was No, never. No. He was the most placid, calm individual ever. If that barn could have blown up and Mark would be saying, hey, we're going to use that one over there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was just that calm. And it's an incredible. And you, and you mentioned, uh, were there any scriptures or anything like that? Not on this set, but the, the one I worked on most recently, a uh, Christian-based film. They would start with a, a prayer or whatever before, and I'm like, okay, this is different. Uh, so I would just kind of like back into the shadows because I didn't want the, the wrath of God to come down on a lightning bolt and hit me between the <laughs> eyes. So I know what's going to happen. Uh, but yeah, uh, night, nice people, calm people, as Michael said, very accepting. They're not hitting you over the head with uh, you know this or that. They just they just bring you in as part of the family, as part of the clan, as part of the tribe. The very, very accepting bunch of folks and nice. Just love that about them. And Lincoln, you've done um, both LDS films and non-LDS films. Was there a difference about this particular project for you, whether in your career or that, you know, the mix or the topic, or, or was there a different experience for you on this than on other things you've worked on previously? That's a great question. And I think, you know, every every film set has a different tone. Every film set has a different feel to it. Uh, and I've experienced all all different kinds, but there was definitely something special. There was de definitely something special uh, about working on witnesses. And, and like these guys said, it just kind of, it felt like a family. And there, there weren't, like Paul said, there weren't any, I don't recall any overt times where, where everyone had an opening prayer or anything. I, I can't, I don't recall any of that, but um, there was, and and not only that, but there was a lot of non-members on the crew too. Mm -hmm. We would hire locals when we went out to to Boston and to and to Canada. And I don't know if they gave them a speech or or if they just kind of intuitively knew that this was a little bit different. Um, and and I'll tell you, everyone just kind of everyone gelled and and worked together so well. It really did, it really did feel like a family and a beautiful. A beautiful family to be a part of. It was quite wonderful. There's one more question that we ask everyone who steps into the cultural hall. Um, I would ask you to interpret it however you will. I'm going to let Lincoln go first because he has been asked the question before. Uh, so I'll I'll That's let you unfair. guys I'll let you guys sort of stew on it. I listen. I'll ask you first, Michael, if you want. <laughs> I I don't think you're ready for this. Michael no, no. Zicola. Ask Lincoln. Ask Lincoln. So, I want to hear it. Uh, I got to hear it. So, I can so the question that we ask you to interpret it however you would like, but the question remains, what is your favorite part of your faith? My favorite part of my faith is a deep knowing that we are loved by our Heavenly Father and that this whole earth life is a point where we can make mistakes and learn and that he is there for us and he's got his arms open uh, for us to come back to him so all right paul or michael who wants to go next but paul you want to you want to rock paper scissor yeah ready um yeah one <laughs> two three all right was that uh, i'll go uh, we will do this yeah, all day yeah. um yeah uh, that was really beautifully uh said lincoln um you know as far as my faith or my beliefs um, there is, I, I believe that there is something that ties us all together. There's some, something out there. There's something there. There is a force that, that is, is goodness. And, um, I tried my best to, to live the best way that I can. And, and I think that's the, uh, the force that, that, that holds us together that I, I try, I try my best to live by. That's, that's it. where I, I love it. Know. All right, Paul, bring us home before you die, before you leave <laughs> yeah, this well, mortal existence. He's expiring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, <laughs> what was the question again? Just, my memory's gone, too. Uh, the question is, and again, interpret it however you right, would yeah. like, in whatever yeah. way, what is your favorite part about your faith? Oh, oh, okay. Uh, my favorite part, my, my, I, I'm not religious, I figured that out by now, and I have no faith, no religion, I don't belong to anything. Um, but my favorite, I, I believe in the power of, call it the universe, I guess, I mean, the electrical energy that exists in all of us, we are energy, the universe is energy. So the favorite part of my faith, my faith is in who I am and the be, being the best person that I can be. So the, the favorite part of that is just getting up every day, blessed by the uncertainty of what's going to happen and just embracing it and going with it and making it the best possible day, the most interesting day I can possibly have. I love I that. That's, that's I, love that. I love that. I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. Each of those. And, the, and one of the things that I love about that question is I think some people are like, my faith, I don't go to a church. I don't, you know, whatever. Right. But, yeah. that, but, but the, there is something that we believe in, whatever that thing may be, that drives us. Otherwise, I don't know that we would continue. Yeah. What's you know, the what's point? point? I know. I know. Right. Right. Yep. Who yep. wants to do the technical jargon about where people can see witnesses and website and all that stuff? Which one Lincoln, of you guys wants Lincoln to do that? Is, Lincoln is the quintessential, uh, quintessential gentleman spokesman. Lincoln is a machine, and we He's love it. Lincoln, yeah. take it away. Witnesses opens today on June 4th. It's on 350 screens. If you don't, if you're not sure if it's in your city, uh, go to witnessesfilm.com. You can also request it to come to your uh, theater, the, your city there. And you can also hire a private screening. If you want to pay, I don't know, I don't know how much it is, a few hundred bucks and rent out a theater, they will facilitate that for you if it's not playing or not, if there's no plans to, to do that. But it is really important that, uh, you know, for the success of the film, um, that you make any efforts that you can to go see it on opening weekend or as early as you possibly can, because that always determines how long a film stays in theater. So if you if you can at all, go see Witnesses this very weekend. And it's or really amazing to see on a big screen. Truly, truly. Oh, God. It's truly unbelievable. It really yeah. is. It's 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 just yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. It makes Mike's ego look even bigger. <laughs> Whew. Wow. Didn't know my head could get bigger. Yeah. I didn't oh, no. know. Yeah, didn't know. Didn't know. You guys, we hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body, that if you're not healthy enough to listen this week, that you'll be healthy enough to listen next week, and that when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, Brother Brent, Chocolate Cake Bites Podcast, and BigMikesProducts.com will be saving a seat for you on the back row of the Cultural Hall. Save me a seat, it's sure to be neat On the back row, we read